Welcome to Build Relationship, Break Poverty, a podcast hosted by Children's Hope Jest. This podcast challenges the Western perception of international poverty by elevating the voices of local leaders each month. It's our desire to share stories from people around the globe who work tirelessly to see vulnerable communities transformed. We believe that building two-way relationships will break the cycle of poverty. My name is Will Crooks, and I've been a part of the advancement team for over 10 years. I have the privilege to find and build relationships with churches and businesses. Today, we continue our series, Fueling the Future, where we show that by investing in teens and young adults in our programs, we empower tomorrow's leaders. This series is a way to provide a platform for young adults for sponsors, for Hope Chess staff to share their stories, inspire others, showcase the transformative impact of investing in young adults. Today, we have two Hope Chess sponsors with us, Todd and Lisa Heater. If I had like an applause sign, it'd be going right now. And uh, their former sponsored young man, uh, Chigum Gabriel Heater. From Odatel, Uganda, uh, Gabriel now works for Children's Hope Chest in Uganda, and uh, they are all here today to share their experience of two-way transformation and shine a bright light on the importance of investing in the next generation of leaders. Welcome to the podcast, Todd, Lisa, and Gabriel. What's Thanks up? for having us. Such a pleasure and thrill to have everybody in the same technological space. So let me just start with you, Lisa. What does it mean for you to be on this podcast today and seeing the faces that you're seeing? It's just, well, I'm going to get emotional. It's awesome. It's so awesome. I haven't seen Gabriel in person since 2019. So I feel like we're close, bud. So it's just, uh, it's a huge honor. It's really, really amazing. And how about for you, Gabe? What does it mean to be able to talk with uh, Todd and Lisa today? Wow, I'm so happy, so excited. Um, it has been a while. Uh, I've not seen my dad's face, my mom's face. <laughs> I am so excited today to be in this podcast that I'm able to discuss with them and talk to them. I'm so happy. Thank you. Yeah, it's been an incredible relationship that you've established uh, together for over a decade. For for nearly 13 years, you have built this relationship. Todd and Lisa, what do you remember, you know, about when you first sponsored uh, Gabriel or maybe your first trip? You know, what are some of the early memories? Todd, do you want to go or me? <laughs> go ahead. I remember we were walking around the village and I came back and I was trying to find Todd and he's with this young little... 11 year old boy who's translating everything for him because we did not speak Tesso. And he looked at me, he goes, this is our kid. And we were like, yep, we're sponsoring him. And he stuck by us the whole time and was just so helpful in teaching us a little bit of Tesso phrases, um, B.I. Bojo, kind of things like that. But translating for dad and I, it's, it was awesome. We are like, that's our kid. Yeah. He didn't just translate for us. He translated for, I feel like the whole, the whole, <laughs> crew of people that was there. I remember going there, not knowing what to expect, honestly, and just being totally 
flabbergasted by the joy that that everybody had just all the people that we met all the kids that we met but um there was something about gabriel that drew us to him and him to us and it was it was an obvious connection right away that just couldn't be denied so we we hung out the whole time and the rest you know 13 years later now we're on a zoom call it's kind of wild to, to even think about but you know, taking away from the, that experience, you think you're going into those things and you're going to teach somebody something, but I really came away from it learning more than I gave. So it was, it was amazing. And it's been amazing that the, the relationship has just been life-giving. Yeah, for sure. What was the initial prompt to say, let's, let's go across the world and build relationships. Not many people do that uh, as, as well. What was the original reason for doing it? Was it to go on safari and to see a lion or, you know, what was going on on the inside? I I'll, I'll speak for myself. I don't know what Lisa's was, but this is kind of weird. I went on a trip to Europe when I was in high school and the world cup was going on and there was a, there was a, um, it wasn't the Ugandan team. It might've been the Nigerian team. I don't remember, but there was a team playing and all of these amazing African people were having a great time and welcoming us as high schoolers to hang out because their team had won. And I just remembered that spirit. And I was like, I have to go there someday, somehow. And then when the opportunity came about, I was like, we're going. So it was just about the draw to that culture and that joy. And yeah, that's, that was it for me. For, for me, it was, you know, my whole life, middle school, high school, we had done domestic mission trips, Alabama, Kentucky, Oliver Spring Breaks. It's just kind of what I did. And I really like taking care of people and doing stuff for other people. And I thought I could be, I just thought it'd be awesome. And when you were presented at a church, Todd and I were sitting right there, our kids were babies. And we looked at each other like, we're going, we don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going. And we're out of here. Yeah. It, we're out of here. And it was like the most memorable group hodgepodge of 19 people that came together with the same thing of like, we want to go give and like love on these people, not even knowing what we're doing. It was, but we, that Sunday in church, we're like, we're going, we went up to the meeting. We met you after you're like, you have to buy tickets today. We're like, we're on it. We're going. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Gabriel, what do you remember uh, about those early years and uh, meeting mommy and daddy for the first time? And, uh, and, and, and that first trip of visitors from the United States that, that came to Odetel. Wow, thank you so very much. I am so happy again. And uh, as mommy has spoken and daddy, I think the first time I met these special people in my life, they were just like my angel because I remember when I was, I mean, things were not easy, but um, I remember that day, as they have said, there was a kid they're trying to talk to and uh, the other child was kind was not listening to to what they were saying and they were also not listening to what the child was saying so i just i think it was god who took me to them and uh, i was able to translate to them and translate to the kid and be able to start conversation like that until they got they got um, their heart i mean just um the, the heart to take me up and i am so happy because from that day my life began, my life started changing until I had no hopes, really. But I thank God that these people, this great family, these great people came into my life and gave me the love I desired, the love I was yearning for as um, 
as a child, as an upcoming child, as an orphan, a vulnerable kid. But I am, I was so happy. I mean, it was so amazing for me. And I am so happy that by now, I think I can look back. And then I thank God that this fire brought me. Thank you so much with these special people. I think that is what I can remember. I mean, so a lot of things started changing in my life. And sometimes I sit down, then I look back the first trip, the first time I met Lisa and Chad. And then I be like, wow, God is still alive and long live hope chase. And then I pray for them sometimes. Thank you. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for that story of remembering uh Todd, how has the relationship kind of changed over the years? Well, for me, it's different because at least got to visit uh, Gabriel in 2019, I believe. Yep. Um, I don't think I've been there since 2011 or 13, maybe something like that. So it's been 10 years. The relationship has, you know, been through technology really which is crazy to think but that's that's how it's been but you you've been able to see how gabriel's grown he's been to school he's continued to thrive and try different things and it's come full circle now he's he's got a job with with hope chest which is even more wild we just aspired him to be a a great young man and be a leader in his community but to to be able to just get a a text every now and then when he's got a service on a phone where he can say hello, we can say hello back. And even if it's just a couple sentences to be able to catch up, that connection is always there. So while it was very deep and rich at first because we could touch and feel him because we saw him and, and we're there. And I think there were a lot of things happening with our church going there. We had a lot of connection. Thank the Lord for technology that we've been able to keep it as close as, as possible so we could pour into him and he could pour into us in ways that we, we can't even explain. I mean, he's, he knows our kids, he's sung them happy birthday. I mean, it's, okay. it's just crazy. It's, and it's, and it's awesome. He's part of our family. It started on that, you know, that awesome day that we, we showed up in the village in 2010. Yeah. For you, Lisa, you and Todd have two kids that are, uh, that have grown up and you've seen your relationship as a mom change yeah. with them and, and, and how you have to support and come alongside. I'm yeah. sure there's some changes with the relationship with Gabriel too. Yeah, it's more, it's less mothering and more encouraging and challenging him to be the young, the great young man he already is and just kind of pushing him to do more, not so much let me take care of you and hug you and see you like I did five times, which was amazing. But now it's like, you're, you're a grown man. Are you dating anybody? I'm checking in on you. I'm making sure you're, you know, doing a good job and, and pushing yourself at work and getting a job. And it's more of the support role to encourage you to be just a really life-giving adult back because now at Hope Test, you have the chance to tell your story to these young kids coming up, but also to the teenagers. Like, We've been pretty fortunate to be with you from what, 11 to 22, 23 now? You're a young man. So I think it's more of a, I'm going to challenge you. You have a lot, you have a lot more ahead of you too. But you would say that the investment doesn't, doesn't stop just because he's 21, 22, no. 23. It just changes, right? Just changes. I'm fully committed. Once you get married, Gabriel, I want to go back to go to your wedding. Like this isn't <laughs> just end. So you're stuck Me. with us. <laughs> 
we yeah we want to be there i will that's a great point i think the money that you use for sponsorship is the least while it's an effective part of the nurturing through school and things of that nature but the the relationship that's developed that doesn't end and uh and that just grows and continues to grow as it would with any one of your kids or or a brother or a sister or or a friend and that's really how it's developed yeah that's good and i was gonna say and i think the the way hope chess allows us to be like fully immersed in the community is was game changer because we felt like when we go back they're like tata lisa like they remember you and remember them and there's no other like experience like that right gabriel you know if they get off the bus and they remember kelly luke and you know everybody so it's it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's not just a visit this yes. is let's go and invest and spend our spend our lives you know you know giving and and receiving absolutely gabriel how has it been for you just to be sponsored uh by todd and lisa how has that impacted you know your future when you think back to being an 11 year old 10 and 11 year old and trying to figure life out in the african village um, how has being sponsored by these two, you know, changed your future? Wow, thank you so much. Um, really, it has impacted and it has changed my life being sponsored by Hita family. And uh, as I said, this are uh, a real perfect family for me. To take you slightly back, when I was growing up, you know, I don't want to get into my story. I know sometime you'll you'll give me to talk about my story on how it on how it began like. And then but I just what I want to say is it has really impacted in me because hearing about someone or just seeing someone feel for you, care about you and love you far away like in USA to detail. Just that connection makes a difference in my heart so so much how someone can leave his or her businesses, how they can leave their family, and just to come and show love and invest in me, a young man. That challenges me a lot of times. That even as I'm growing up, I thank God that God has given me opportunity to serve in children's objects. I think it will be my main point to really see, to transfer this love that Hita family has showed to me, whereby they cared, they catered for me, they did everything for me to invest in me that I may grow up some little ones, that I may grow up some people in the community, that I will share this love with them. So, I mean, it's just, it challenges my heart. And I am so happy and proud to be one of the child that was sponsored by Children's Objects, by Hita family, because many, many people, many lives are perished down there. Many people can, I mean, there are so many people that really wish to have this opportunity. There are so many vulnerable people down there. But I thank God that I was picked out to, to be raised up, to be invested in so that I can give back to the community. Right now, I feel that, that burning in my heart that I need to do something for someone else. The same way some people, someone else somewhere did for me. I need to transfer that love to other people in the community, to the youth. And I thank God that I have a platform right now. So, I mean, it, it, it feels good for me and it has been a, a life-changing thing 
feeling every time when I talk to Lisa or every time when I talk to daddy and I talk to them, I get to hear how they are doing. Every time when I see how they are concerned of me, how they want to find out how I'm doing, how they want to find out how I'm healthy. It's just like a parental love. That love that I missed sometime, but I am so excited that they, they showed that to me. And well, I just feel so good and blessed. And I feel so challenged that I need to show this back to my community to transfer this to other people. Thank you. Is that not like the greatest lesson? Do we really need to continue the podcast? I hope all of our listeners can just sit back and soak in the fact that because I received love, I can't help but give love back. And, and you are such a part of that, Todd and Lisa. When you hear the wisdom coming out of Gabriel like that, how does that make you feel? Praise the Lord. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's amen. I don't know. He's such it's a all, fine young man. <laughs> yeah. He's just yep. he's, he's full of joy. Yeah. So often we can receive something and feel entitled or, or, or try to keep it for ourselves. But Gabriel says that I'm going to pass this along. Uh, the world needs this. Those around me, I'm going to pay it forward. So that's beautiful. And, you know, Gabriel, this, this whole series is about the importance of investing into young adults. You know, sometimes we may think it's easier to sponsor a little child, but little children grow up and they become teenagers. They become young adults. Can you help explain what are some of the challenges that young adults and teenagers face in Uganda and why it's so important to come alongside young adults and teens in Uganda? What are some of those challenges? There are a lot of challenges that we lack. And one of them is just the, you know, during the insurgencies, there, our, our land was left empty. There was a lot that we faced through. There was so many wars in our villages, in our region. And that left, that left us really struggling to grow up because we, we are not financially stable. And I think that is the most major problem. People can't, the people in the community, the youth, the teenagers cannot afford to go to school, to learn, and to get that better, better future. So the most challenge that they are facing is they lack this support for education. They lack this support whereby you, someone gives you school fees and you, someone sends you back to school because what all you're thinking about is how can I get food to push me to the next day? How can, if I go to school, how will I, will I be sleeping hungry or something? How will I be able to, to get up some food? So I think that that really torments most of the youth that they end up absconding or leaving school and then they go and focus on some other things. And then after some years, they think of marriage, marrying someone and yet you're not stable. Another challenge that we face so much is these youth, these teenagers lack mentorship. They lack people that can mentor them up. They lack people that can teach them, that can show them that this is because during the insurgencies, maybe most of us lost our parents, biological parents. So you growing up in your own lonely life, you as a child, you as a teenager, 
there are some decisions that you make whereby you don't know whether it is right or wrong, but just because you want to survive for the next day, leaving you not to think about the future. So that brings a challenge because when something bigger comes in front, you may not be able to handle. There are a lot of challenges that the youth really face. Lack if they don't afford education, if they don't afford maybe treatment, health or something, if they cannot get a skill that will help them to generate some income, that they shall be able to sustain their lives like every day, every moment and help the younger ones. Many times we find that like ladies in our communities here, if a girl reaches to maybe 15 years or 12 years, you're forced to get married just because you want to get some, maybe two, maybe two cows dowry that some of your people, some of your family members can survive with. And then you go in there, you don't know how to handle a family. You don't know, you're just still very young, but just because the conditions are not allowing you to go. So uh, there are so many there are so many challenges. Me as personal as me, uh, there are so many challenges that I faced. But I thank God that when Tad and Lisa came into me, they were just like relievers because I saw light, I saw hope, I saw whereby someone can be able to say, no, Gabriel, this and this is this. Work hard. This is this, 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 and someone will be able to tell me, go to a better school, go and learn. Are you healthy? Are you what? So that. They lack that relation, they lack that support that makes most of them to perish when they are still young. Some of them go for, some of them just go and misuse drug drug abuse. They do and do so many things that there is no one that keeps them accountable. There's no one that is uh, that will ask them that, Gabriel, at the end of the day, that, Gabriel, what did you do? Is this right? Was this right or something? So they just lack that mentorship, that relationship, that someone that keeps them accountable. I think that's what I can share, but there are so many things in our community that the youth or the teenagers are really facing. And it is becoming, that's why most of the times in Uganda here, our government is crying a lot because of the youth. Some of them end up not doing anything. They just end up gambling, doing so, stealing so many things because they have nothing to do. And they have, they just like be, they just be like, no one cares about me and there's nothing I can do. No one even can beat me. No one keeps me accountable. So I can do anything that I want, which may be wrong decisions sometimes. Yeah, there's a lot of challenges that we just heard from, from Gabriel uh, in growing up in a rural part of Africa. But a lot of those challenges are are no different than uh, well, they're different, uh, but same in terms of uh, challenges that, that happen in the United States uh, as well with, uh, with teenagers and lack of mentors and this idea of what to do with time. Todd, when you hear that, I want to go back to a comment you made. It's more than just $45 a month in terms of what's going on here and what you're supporting. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, I mean, we're, you're pouring into a life. It's not just writing a check. Sometimes that's good. You know, that's not a bad thing, but, uh, I think I made the comments of just, you know, you're there to support your, your brother, your sister, your friends, your family. This is the same type of thing. I mean, he's Gabriel's been part of our family since we've met him and to see him grow up and feel like he's been had some people that can hold him accountable and challenge him to be better is, is amazing. And then the fact that he wants to do the same thing for others who don't have that same opportunity, just, 
means the world. I think in life, we, they say it takes a village to raise a family um, or a child to raise a child. And I just, I always stop it. It takes a village because I think even as adults and young teens and, and, and kids, it takes more than just whether you have like Gabriel, unfortunately he's an orphan. So he didn't have those parents. So we came in by the grace of God and we're able to help him. But in life, that's what people need. They need, they need that connection. And if you heard what Gabriel said, he said that was the most important thing to him to have somebody that he knew even a halfway around the world that was investing in him, that cared about him, that filled his heart. That just brings me so much joy to know that, that that's happening. Yeah. How about for you, Lisa, you know, kind of a mother's heart of it's, it's a vulnerable, tricky situation there in Odatel without parents. It is. And the really amazing thing too, is we had such good connections with the care point directors and with the leaders of Hope Chess that we formed bonds still with them. We're all still here from Olotu and he will fill me in. Chagum's doing this. He's here. Like there's other people there that because we have a relationship with them, are our in-person parents keeping an eye on him. So that, that has meant a lot too, because I would want to go on every trip. I want to be there, you know, be his mom. So oh, the relationships are just, sorry, are just huge. And so I'm so thankful that we were given the chance to form that bond with him. And when he was younger, back in 2019, we was on that trip. And I said, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to go to plumbing school. I want to you know, but he wanted to stay in the community to give back, not move anywhere, not move to Kampala, not, he wanted to be in a village giving back. And I'm like, that speaks to his character. He knew in his mind, he was given a shot with a family that loved him. Now he can be that to other kids who don't have a family. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can certainly uh, understand and empathize and, and, and we share that same emotion, just the depth of relationship for sure. And that's one of the things with your two kids, Lisa and Todd here, is what have they seen? How are they involved and, and curious about you know who Gabriel is and being a part of the family and why are mom and dad going to Africa and, and different things? How do you involve Brady and Maddie? Well, definitely. Anytime he reaches out, I always tell Brady, Maddie, Hey, Gabriel, I heard from him. He's doing great. He's working for children's hope chest. Anytime. I mean, his picture is on our fridge 24 seven. You look at the fridge, it's Gabriel and all the nieces and nephews and Brady, and Maddie, he's a part of our family. So they see him, his picture daily. And they love looking at the pictures when he got on trips. I've tried to teach them Tesso didn't work, but that's fine. <laughs> but we just try to fill him in on any time we get an update and if we can talk to him and stuff, we just try to, he always asks about our kids. How are Brady and Maddie? How are they doing? So there, I mean, we call him and he's our son. He's our Ugandan son. He's part of the family. So. Yeah. I, I think it's also, it's interesting because you know, our kids are 16 and 14. And so when you think about what was it? 13 years ago, we went, mm-hmm. I mean, they were, three and one. Yep. So they didn't know, they didn't know any different about a f- parents taking off for two weeks to, to yeah. Africa at that point in time, or even within those first couple of years. And then they, I think they realized how important it was over time that Gabriel was always around and always being talked about and on our yep. fridge and, Oh, now we're hearing from him or he's sending a, 
uh, a birthday song to the kids or a Merry Christmas or whatever. And we're playing these videos and they're enjoying it. So he's, they've never met. They've never, I mean, they've met, they've, they've talked, they've, they, they've done that, but they've never physically met. And, but they would say he's one of the family and uh, they just don't know. They've grown up with him being talked about and around and a part of our lives since they were very little. So I don't think that they even know any different, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just part of the family from the beginning, from the beginning of their lives. For sure. Exactly. Hey, Gabriel, now that you're kind of working at kind of, you're working at a care point now, how does Hope Chest help youth transition into adulthood? You know, from those early years at the care point on Saturday morning to you know, really investing into you as a young adult. How does that transition and part of the role that you're playing now at the care point? Wow, thank you so much for the opportunity. I there are so many things that Hope Chase has done to 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 us today, to the youth, to the teenagers, to being a, a sponsored child by a Hope Chase. I think the best perfect one is just to create to create a relationship, to connect people. I, I am not so sure whether I would, I would get to know about these great people, Tad and Lisa, if not because of children's hope test. They created that gap in us. They, I mean, they created the relationship, the strong relationship. As they are, you've heard them say, we are part of, I am part of their family and they are just like my perfect parents. Hope just creates a relationship with different people and it brings about mentorship. I didn't have anyone to mentor me up. I didn't want, I didn't have anyone to keep me accountable, but everything that I do each and every day, I am, I put it in my mind that there is my mom. There is dad who wants to know how I'm doing. I'm going to account for everything that I do keeps me accountable. So, I mean, it's just like, it doesn't be like other people who have no one that accounts that keeps them accountable, whereby you live your reckless life or something, but just that relationship and mentorship. They show me the right path, they speak to me, and then that relationship is uh, it's a strong one that Hope Chess brings to us and Hope Chess has done for us. Yeah, thank you, Gabriel. You know, what advice? Gabriel, would you give to sponsors who might be hesitant to invest into sponsoring an an older uh, teenager or continuing uh, to sponsor an older teenager? What what advice would you give? Wow. Thank you so very much. I think the advice I could give to the sponsors, the people who are really attached to bless somebody's life, to attach to bless some teenagers in the country, is that, I mean, there is a lot, it means a lot to invest in this youth. Like the way I've promised for me, every time it burns in my heart, I mean, I have that in my heart that as someone did for me, I should be able to do, to bless some lives of people. That is what drives me every single day, every morning that I wake up as a youth. So when you bless someone, it you ignite that fire in somebody's heart. 
that if someone came out of there and was able to support me, was able to make me who I am right now, was able to make me a man like this, was able to make me grow up in this special way, I should be able to do what to help someone. So investing in this youth, they are the leaders. They are our future leaders. And just know if the youth are not supported, if the youth are not invested in, if they if they don't attain the studies, if they don't, I mean, get the support, that means that the leaders will, will not be there in future. So investing in this youth, you're investing in the tomorrow's leaders, the people that can help each other, some other people, the leaders that will stand, the leaders that will speak to other people. So I would really advise that if you have an opportunity and if God has placed that burden in your heart, please go ahead. It's not You're not just dumping your resources or investing on something that will not give products or something, but you're investing on the leaders, tomorrow's leaders and people that will be, that will stand out to support other communities. That will be a reason, that will be a solution to very many people. There are a lot of things that this youth can do. There are so many, so many of them, like now, if maybe, for example, you help a youth to start up a business, I'm very sure that by the time he gets to marry, by the time he owns his family, by the time he steps out there, there are so many people that follow him, like me. There are so many people that follow me, that look after me. After me. So I have to make sure that I, I, I really transfer the love that I got from some other people to them. <laughs> And be look out. They look out to me and help them always raise them up, so that we have the tomorrow future. That's fantastic. Hey, Todd and Lisa, same question for you all. You know, what advice would you give to somebody who's like, "Do I want to stay in it?" I I haven't felt anything where you guys were like, "Man, how do I get out of you know this 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 commitment or whatever?" Somebody who's thinking of maybe. Uh, not sponsoring anymore because I've been doing it for 10 years or even starting to sponsor where they were thinking of a six-year-old, but here's now a 16-year-old. What advice would you give uh, to those folks? Lisa? I think for me, anytime that's ever maybe happened in the past that I would just tell Gabriel's story. I would tell our story and our just our relationship we have. And it's not just... We don't go there and build the buildings for them. We're like supporting them so they can do stuff in their own community. Like Gabriel said, training. They had the, I remember you making biscuits and pastries, Gabriel. You were teaching the kids how to like cook. There's tailoring stuff. It's just, they're so vulnerable there. They have, they have not a lot of resources. And if that little we can do can help send them to school, help give them discipleship. It kind of is a no brainer to me, but I, I really share Gabriel's story and just, I mean, this was one chance that we had. Can you imagine all the other kids who are having the same thing that we don't even know about, you know, by just giving it a shot, especially the older kids, the the little ones go fast. It's the older kids that really need that pouring into. Cause like Gabriel said, they're at the point of their life where they're thinking of getting married just so they can have goats and cows. And I mean, it's, they're the, they're the age group that really needs support. The, the little kids get sponsored quickly. They're cute. They think their their needs need to be met in a quicker way is what it seems from the outside looking in. But in, in all honesty, they will be, if you sponsored a 15, 16 year old kid that's unsponsored, you're giving life to somebody who can immediately help one of those little kids who can immediately become a mentor, who can immediately impact future leaders, young generations, where not that sponsoring a kid when they're 
five, six, seven years old is a bad thing. It's a great thing. But the kids that, oh, well, he's he or she is too old, they're not. And they're at that age where they can start learning lessons, life lessons that they can give to the younger generation. It's amazing. And that's, that's, that's what I would tell people is the investment is probably more impactful than, than it is on a young person. Wow. Uh, powerful stuff right there. Powerful stuff right there. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Todd, Lisa, and Gabriel. And Gabriel, you always seem to have a song uh, in your heart. And so I might come back uh, to you with that request, maybe at the end of the podcast. But last question for everybody, Todd uh, and Lisa, maybe start with you, Todd. What has this relationship meant to you? I'll go back to kind of what I said with my kids, not knowing any different. It's always been there. It's been there for so long and it's a two-way street. You know, I think when I first went there, I thought I was going to teach people something or give something. And I came away learning a lot more about how to be full of joy than anything else. And I think, I think that's one of the most impactful things that I've, I've learned over the relationship with Gabriel, watching him grow up, you know, as a Christian and wanting to pass along that discipleship and that mentorship that motivates me. You know, I'm a business leader in my own community and, but it motivates me to do the right thing, not just in my business, but with my children and, and through, you know, coaching or whatever relationships I have. So that's the impact. I mean, it's a relationship. It's a real relationship. Lisa, what, what is this relationship meant to you? I don't want to repeat everything Todd said, but it's, it's uh, it just puts stuff into perspective. Gabriel has had a rough go. He had scraping by bare bones. Like there's so many things that we make so important here in America and prioritize. And it's like, they're the joy that they had with nothing. It was very impactful. That first church service we went to and they're tithing with like chicken eggs because that's all they have. I'm like, okay, these people are joy filled with nothing. So we are blessed with a lot of things. I can tone my perspective down a little bit and just be grateful that we can share this relationship with Gabriel and he can pour into us and have us change our perspective on life and just be joy-filled because this kid smiles all the time, is joy-filled all the time. It's, it's contagious. So why not take that and, you know, spread that to people here. Mm. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Lisa. Gabriel, what has this uh, relationship meant to you? This relationship has, has meant to me a lot of things is, um, Kinda, I mean, it means a lot to me because uh, I feel, I feel, I feel loved. I feel like uh, I have parents. I feel, I feel motivated every time and then. I feel, I feel charged up. I mean, I feel like challenged in my life that I should be able to transfer. Like the way I've said, I think the more thing that runs out of my heart every time when I see. I see uh, dad and mom, I, in my heart, I will be like, I need to show, there are so many people down there that need my help. So this relationship has meant a lot to me. I mean, as a child, as I was growing up, there was a time I lost hope. I mean, there was nothing you couldn't see in the future. I, I, I wasn't, I didn't even know that I couldn't, I could attend school up to this time because I was really hopeless. Like nobody is there to help you. Nobody's there to speak to you. 
nobody there is to motivate you nobody is there to give you this help that you needed nobody was there just to give you that love to tell you gabriel you are loved i love you you are my son you know you know it kind of take you a little a little bit on my story i lost my father when i was about when i when i was about i think that time that i was not given birth to i was still in my mother's womb and then after i was given birth about 2 years my mother also passed on and you know growing up in that state where you, you don't know your father you don't know your mother and you be like and you be like what what am i going to do but there is nothing to do you just have to push on and then wow be like i i pray so when i met these people in in my life i thank god so much that i had hope my hope was restored and then so many things happened to me this relationship means a lot to me so so much and sometimes i sit down i feel like to cry but i i just thank god that god brought right people to me and i want to appreciate god so much that god brought right people for me it means a lot to me and i am really blessed and touched so so much thank you Yeah, Gabriel, you are loved. Um you are the son uh uh of of loving of loving godly parents, uh for sure. And and we're very very proud uh of you. Uh Gabriel, you often have a song in your heart and not wanting to put you on the spot. Do you have a song that you want to sing to end the podcast today? There's a song that blesses me very many times when I It's just a worship song it's just a christian song a gospel song I don't know whether it will be okay just for me to maybe to sing that one I mean it means a lot to me Yeah there is a song that says that in all my life God has been faithful in every breath that I I take every day is always with me and it says I love you Lord It says <clears throat> I love you Lord For your mercy never fails me in all my days you've been close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice you have led me through the fire and darkest night you've been close like no other i've known you as a father i've known you as a friend i will see of the goodness of God Thank you so much uh Todd and 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 Lisa for uh just spending time uh with us today and thank you for listening to this episode of Children's Hope Chests Build Relationships Break Poverty You can follow Hope Chest on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter If you haven't yet go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review our podcast.